the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed in the program are not necessarily those of this radio station or its sponsors and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. You should always consult the appropriate advisor before making any financial decision. All rights reserved. Now, AM 1220 KNW presents... New Focus on Wealth with certified financial planner Chad Burton, drawing from his 20-year background in finance and investing to help you make sense of your money matters. New Focus on Wealth. Get a new focus on personal finance, wealth management, Wall Street, and the economy. Now your host for New Focus on Wealth, Chad Burton. Welcome into the show. I'm your host, Chad Burton, certified financial planner. As a certified financial planner, I deal with taxes, insurance, retirement planning, estate planning, investing. It's all fair game difference between the show and other financial shows on the radio is we don't sell annuities, insurance, and things like that. Part of a fee-only fiduciary financial planning group. Used to be just six other certified financial planners besides myself on the team. Now there's near 50 as we merged with EP Wealth. So we've got a big team behind me. Lots, lots of knowledge and deep bench. If you've got a question for the show, I'd love to hear from you. Chad at chadburton.com. Even if you don't have a question, especially if you're listening to the show via podcast outside of the Bay Area, love to hear from you. Shoot me a line. Let me know you're listening. You could also go to the Facebook page. Just type in Chad Burton Podcast. That's kind of the new Facebook page for the show, specifically the show. So there'll be a lot more work being done on that coming up. And one of the things I was going to talk about today, not the most exciting radio in the world, but it's already almost mid-February. So it's time to get those IRA accounts funded, whether it's an IRA or Roth. If you're self-employed and you never set up an individual 401k like I talked about in the past, or like a safe harbor plan, something like that for if you have employees. But the only thing you can do for last year, if you hadn't set anything up yet, is a SEP IRA. I'm going to spend too much time on that, but that's about all you can do going backwards for your business if you're self-employed. And once you get that done and get your tax return done, talk about with your certified financial planner and your CPA, what type of retirement plan you should have going forward. If you're self-employed, no employees, typically the best plan is an individual 401k. It's like a SEP on steroids. You have a customized plan. You can do a mega Roth 401k so you can get a bunch of money socked away pre-tax plus a bunch of money in a Roth bucket inside your plan. So if you're in that situation, make sure you drop me an email, chatatchatburton.com. We've got, obviously, if you go to chatburton.com, it looks a little different than it did uh, post our merger with EP Wealth. So a lot of the old mega Roth stuff, we'll, we're working on rebranding and reposting once that site is up, but I can shoot you an email with some information on that. Now, one of the big things for 2020 that change. There's a lot of crazy changes under the SECURE Act and the CARES Act. But under the SECURE Act last year, 
you they opened it up so that you could actually contribute to a traditional IRA after the age of 70 and a half. And then required minimum distributions, depending on your birthday, then became age 72. So if you were still working last year and you were over 70 and a half, in the past, once you hit 70 and a half, you couldn't fund a Roth or an IRA. But because of the SECURE Act, if you're still working, you have earned income, either from a W-2 from your employer or you're a 1099 because you're self-employed, you can now fund an IRA after the age of 70 and a half. Now, required minimum distribution rules still apply. But that was a big change for last year. So, and there's a lot of people that continue to work after the age of 70 and a half. I can clearly see myself continuing to work past that age. I'm trying to make up for lost time as a business owner, right? I spent from age 19 to 45, just cranking away, cranking away, not a ton of travel. Um, and now I'm trying to make up for a little bit of that. And because I want to make memories with the kids now versus later on. And so that's important to me. That's So I'm, I'm more than happy to delay my retirement date because I think it's healthy for people to continue to work if they enjoy it. And the stuff that I like to do, snowboarding, wake surfing, Teleskiing, that kind of stuff is, is a little rough on the body. So I want to get that stuff done now. And then I'll get my hips and knees replaced later on. So I don't mind working a little bit later. It's part of my plan. And I enjoy this work. Uh, really, really enjoy it. My grandfather, who got me into the business, worked well into his 80s. So I get it. Uh, all right. So going back to what I was going to talk about is... So we're, we're mid-February. Now, I don't file my tax returns until kind of like the mid-March time frame because you get your you get your W-2 from your employer, right? And then you start getting 1099s from your bank accounts. And you get a 1099 if you have any non-retirement accounts set up, like just a brokerage account in your name, a joint with your spouse or in a trust account at Schwab Fidelity TD Ameritrade. What's been happening is that you get a 1099, but then all through January and February till mid-February or so, late February these days, you'll get these corrected 1099s. And here's why. It's because there was a law that was passed a while back, pre-Trump, that made it so dividends from U.S. qualifying companies were taxed at 15%, but they have to meet certain criteria. Or they're taxed as capital gains, not just 15%, but as capital gains. And so then you get these mutual funds that have a little bit of qualified, non-qualified, and dividends get recharacterized, and it's just become a bit of a headache. And it's obvious, it's just so silly because the IRS should just postpone the date that they have to send out their 1099s because it's a waste of paper for those that aren't getting electronic delivery. And it's very confusing for people. So if you have large accounts that are not retirement accounts, investment accounts at Schwab, TD, Fidelity, wherever... I always tell people to wait to file until about mid-March. Well, early March is fine. Because by February, they're done. Now, that does not mean you don't pay if you owe. That's silly. If you owe taxes by delaying filing, you could be costing yourself money with penalties and interest. So you need to know what your liability is, but I wouldn't finalize your return until March. 
And so you also have until April 15th or when you file your return, whichever comes earlier, to fund IRAs for 2020. Now there's traditional IRAs and there's Roth IRAs. So you got to know the rules. And I think it's going to be very confusing for this year because there's a lot of people that might have taken a sabbatical or some time off and it affected their income and what type of IRA that they might fund. Now, as you've heard me talk about before, if you can fund a Roth IRA, do it because that's an account that you don't get any current tax break, but it's going to grow tax-free for the rest of your life. And taxes are going up in the future, people. There's no way that we're going to avoid that. We just can't grow our way out of this because of demographics and Medicare and Social Security and, and issues like that. And the nice thing about when you pull money out of a Roth IRA in retirement, first of all, there's no required minimum distributions after age 72. You don't have to pull money out. You can leave it to your kids. And then your kids could inherit that Roth IRA and they could have tax-free growth for another 10 years after you die. When you pull money out in retirement, if you want to you know, take a bunch of money out to fix up your $30,000 damage on your roof or something like that, then it doesn't affect any of your income, not your social security taxation, not your Medicare premiums, nothing. It's such a powerful tool in the future. So we're going to talk about how do you get money into these Roth IRAs? Regular IRAs, get a deduction, gross tax-free. Everything you take out of retirement is taxable. Everything your kids get taxable. Roth IRAs, give up that current tax break, tax-free growth forever for you, as long as you're alive, and then another 10 years for your kids. So there's different rules though. There's income limits, but there's ways around the income limits legally with what's called a backdoor Roth IRA. And I've got a flowchart on this stuff too. So if you're trying to make these decisions, and this show's going to be a little confusing as you're driving down the road with a cup of coffee or listening to the podcast at the gym, just drop me an email, chat at chatburden.com, and I'll give you a flowchart to help you decide which of these IRA accounts should you be funding. Need some help with your retirement planning, estate planning, we do it all. Taxes, insurance, retirement planning, estate planning. We've got offices now all over California, Seattle, Vancouver, Portland area, Chicago. So if you're listening, we probably got, if you don't want to have a Zoom relationship with me and my team, we've got people near you. So if you've got a half a million dollars of assets, you want a portfolio review, just shoot me an email, chatachatburton.com. One of the things I was talking about today is what you can do for 2020. It's about time to file your taxes, but if you're going to fund some sort of an IRA, whether it's an individual retirement account pre-tax or a Roth IRA, which is post-tax, but it grows tax-free, you've got until April 15th or the date you file your tax return, whichever comes first to fund these things. Even if you're going to file an extension, that does not extend the date that you have to fund your IRAs. That's a mistake that people often make. The only one that can push beyond that is if you're a self-employed person and you're trying to fund a SEP IRA for last year, you have until you file your tax return to do that. So up to October 15th, if you maximize your extensions. So let's talk about IRAs. And again, under the SECURE Act, people even over age 70 and a half, as long as they have earned income, can fund even a Roth IRA. Now, Oftentimes people ask, well, I've got income from my rental properties. Does that work? No, it does not. It has to be from a source of employment. Whether it's self-employed where you do work for other people and get paid via 1099 or you work for an employer. 
Like you walk into Home Depot or Walmart and you see that older person greeting everybody. Maybe they're just having some supplemental retirement income. That's work. They can now, even if they're over 70 and a half, fund that Roth IRA if they want to. So it can get a little bit confusing. And I'll kind of skip this, go over this fairly quickly because if if you want that, if you really need a deduction for some reason and you're covered by a retirement plan at work, if if you have a 401k at work, even if you're not contributing, it can affect whether or not you can do a regular IRA and get a tax deduction. So if you're a single person and you have a 401k at work, even though you're not you didn't participate, you could still potentially fund a regular IRA and get a deduction if you need it for some reason. If your modified adjusted gross income is under 65000 But if your income's that low for the purposes of funding for retirement, unless you're really, really behind, you're probably going to want to do a Roth IRA, but you can still get a deduction. If you're married filing jointly and your modified adjusted gross income is under 104000 you can still, for you and your spouse, each do a regular IRA and get a tax deduction. So if for some reason you really need a tax deduction, you can fund that IRA, but it's probably better for the long term if you're younger. You're trying to save for your future and save taxes over the long haul, not just an immediate tax break, but over the long haul, you'd be better off doing a Roth IRA. Now, if you're not covered by a retirement plan at work. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that do this. There's a lot of people that get paid almost like a contract, but they get a W-2. And so they're not allowed to participate in the 401k plan. They are not covered by a retirement plan at work. If you're single head of household or qualifying widow or married filing jointly with a spouse that's not covered by a plan at work, it doesn't matter what your income is. You can do a deductible IRA. If you're married finally jointly with a spouse who's covered by a plan at work. So if you're uh, one of you has a 401k plan at work, but the other doesn't or they're stay at home, you can do a full deductible IRA if your modified adjusted gross income is under 196000 So that's a possibility. That's if you really need the deduction. If you're willing to give up this deduction in order to put money into a Roth IRA and have it grow tax-free for the rest of your life, you want to do a Roth IRA. They're so powerful. So either one of them, you can invest in the same thing, right? You can go buy index funds, ETFs, individual stocks, whatever you want. Quickly, my son just set up an account at Schwab last night. It took him 12 minutes total from beginning to the end. Uh, He got his first job, his first legit W-2 job at Target last year. So that allowed him to open up a Roth IRA. And he did it last night in 12 minutes. That's pretty cool. Um, So a Roth IRA though, there is some income limits where all of a sudden you start to be phased out. So for 2020, if you're single, and it doesn't matter if you have a 401k at work or not with a Roth IRA. If you're single and you're modified adjusted gross income, now, there's AGI and there's modified AGI where certain things get pulled back into your income, tax-free income. So you got to know what your modified adjusted gross income is. 
if you're single and your income for 2020 was under 124,000, you can get a full $6,000 contribution or 7,000 if you're going to be 50 or older, or if you were 50 by the end of last year, right? Now you can still do partial Roths between 124,000 and 139,000 of income if you're single. There is a phase out. Right, so be aware of that. There's some partial options there. If you're married filing jointly and your income is under 196,000, both you and your spouse can do a full $6,000 contribution to a Roth. Between 196 and 206, it starts to become phased out. And over 206, no go. You can't do a Roth. Right? Now, so you're like, okay, well, I live in the Bay Area. I have a high-paying job. I make too much money to fund a Roth IRA based on what Chad said because I'm either single making over 139000 or married making over 206000 Because remember, there's a phase-out between 196 and 206 if you're married and 124 or 139. So if you're making over 139 single and over 206 married filing jointly, which is if you're affording a house in the Bay Area and have a family, you're probably making over that much, right? You can afford to buy a house in the Bay Area. So you're phased out of being able to do a Roth IRA. You're probably covered by a plan at work, so you probably can't do a deductible IRA. So what do you do? You're trying to still save for last year. Well, that's when you can do what's called a backdoor Roth IRA. All right, a backdoor Roth IRA. This is where you're going to open up a regular IRA account and a Roth IRA account at the same time. So you're essentially going to you go online at Schwab and open up a regular IRA account, and you open up a Roth IRA account, same time. Now you fund the regular IRA account. And when you fund it, you're making a non-deductible IRA contribution. It actually creates a basis in your IRA, a non-deductible IRA contribution of 6,000 or, or 7,000 if you're 50 or older by the end of last year. And when you file your taxes, you got to do a form 8606 notifying the IRS that you made a non-deductible IRA contribution. And then once the money gets into that regular IRA, you then fill out a conversion form and you convert that money over to a Roth IRA. And if you do not have any other IRAs, like an IRA rollover from your old employer's 401k or anything like that, it's a tax-free event. And you ended up with a Roth IRA, even though you made it too much money. Email me for a flow chart on this, chat at chadburton.com. Say hello to a pass that gives you endless travel for $2,500 per month with no nightly rates, taxes, or fees. You might call it the suitcases always packed pass or the wait. I get to choose from 100,000 trips pass, the Willoughby, the beach, city, mountains, or all three pass. Or you could just call it what we call it, the Inspirato Pass. Endless travel for $2,500 per month with no nightly rates, taxes, or fees. Learn more at inspiratopass.com. If you have a money question for the show, shoot me an email, chat at chadburton.com. Just let me know you're listening. Especially, I'd love to hear when people are listening from other states like Wisconsin, Massachusetts, Hawaii. It's, I love getting those emails. It's really cool. Uh, and also go to the Facebook page. Just type in, if you're in Facebook, just go to uh, Chad Burton Podcast. Just type that in. You'll find it. Uh, all right. So talking about IRAs, I hope that made sense. It's a little tough on radio, so you might need to listen to the podcast, kind of review it. And by the way, if you're trying to make the decision on what type of IRA to fund for last year, I've got a flow chart for you. It's really cool. I'll help you make that decision. Obviously, we're in a 
here in, in the business because we manage money for people. And as a firm, we do full service financial planning. The investments we manage directly at TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, or Schwab, wherever you want your account set up. We do the tax return. We do the estate planning documents. We do it all now at EP Wealth. A great team. But Rob and I do these shows because we want people to be educated. We want people to get to retirement. We see people making over the last 20 plus years that we've been doing radio, just making awful mistakes in terms of buying new cars before even putting enough money into the 401k to get a match. Uh, so you got to save. It's up to you. Social Security, it's not going to work for you if you're 30 years old. Retirement is totally up to you and the decisions that you make. So got a great flow chart. Just shoot me an email, chat at chadburton.com and we'll send you that flow chart. Um, a little bit more on this backdoor Roth IRA too, because if you're trying to do this, as long as you don't have any other IRA. So let's say, you know, 10 years ago, you worked at Cisco and I'm saying Cisco right now because I'm watching the disappointing results that they had yet again. I think it's time for a new CEO there. Uh, but at the same time, it was a little tough. People working from home doesn't really benefit Cisco versus being at work. So, But they also missed the boat on WebEx versus Zoom, right? So it's kind of like, come on, guys. Anyway, uh, own the stock for, for disclosure purposes. So I'm a little bit annoyed with it. Um, so let's say you were a person that you worked at Cisco years ago. And when you left Cisco, you rolled your 401k into an IRA. And you're trying to do a backdoor... Roth IRA, like I talked about, because currently your current employer, you make too much money to fund a Roth IRA directly. So you'd like to do this backdoor Roth IRA that I'm talking about. But if you have a individual IRA account that has a bunch of money in it, the backdoor Roth IRA from your non-deductible contribution over to your Roth, most of it's going to be taxable. Most of it is going to be taxable. So if you want to do this, you can still fund the non-deductible IRA for 2020. But before you convert it to a Roth, you're going to want to take your IRA and roll it into your current employer's 401k to hide it so that it does not create a taxable event. Now, this isn't always a good idea because if your current employer's 401k sucks, it's not worth it. And what I mean by sucks, <laughs> it's a strong word, um, is I see a lot of employers' 401ks in annuity products, group annuity products. So if your 401k is managed by a company that sounds more like an insurance company versus a Fidelity or Schwab or a Vanguard, then you probably can look and request the annual fee disclosure that they're supposed to give you to show you what the internal fees are of this thing. Now, not all insurance company 401k plans are, are bad. I've seen really low fees being negotiated. But if you've got a 401k at work and the internal fees are you know 1% a year or something like that, where it should be almost free and it just be the cost of the underlying investments, it might not be a good idea to do it. So you got to analyze this. You might need some help from a certified financial planner say, is this the right thing to do? So there's there's some options there for you. Now let's talk a little bit more about tax year because 2020 was a big year of change. Uh, between the 2017 Tax Act that was passed in, in December of 2017 um, 
then we had the Secure Act and the CARES Act, and all of it affected everybody's taxes. There are now the best way for, that people know that they're over 70 and a half to give money to, to their favorite church or charity, their, their favorite 503C, you know, nonprofit organization, typically gifting out of their IRA. You can write checks out of your IRA, believe it or not, if you're over 70 and a half and gift up to 100,000 out of your IRA without paying taxes on those distributions using a qualified charitable distribution, QCD. But those are not clearly reflected on 1099s you get from your IRA. So you need to really discuss this with your tax repair, figure this out. And really review your 1099s because there's some people out there that had to take a hardship distribution from their IRAs or 401ks because of the coronavirus. They were laid off for a period of time. And if you did that, you're able to actually pay the taxes on that distribution over three years. Also, we had a ton of clients. We were so busy. It's just, it was crazy how busy we were during the correction between trading and rebalancing accounts, and then helping our clients that were over 70 and a half return their required minimum distributions. So a lot of people take their required minimum distributions early in the year, but because of the SECURE Act, or was it the CARE Act? I can't even remember at this point, but one of the acts allowed people to put their money back in their IRA and reverse that tax hit. And that's not going to be very clear on 1099. So you really have to have some careful conversations with your CPA this year. 2020 was also a big year for refinancing. So you got to make sure your tax preparer has all the necessary information about your refinance. You're going to receive multiple 1098s and you're going to have to have your closing statements ready for your tax preparer. And don't forget that if you just take the standard deduction, because remember the 2017 tax act really jacked up the the standard deduction. So most people, especially in retirement, no longer take the standard deduction. Because of the SALT limitations, which is the state and local income tax limitations and the increase in the federal tax standard deduction, most people just take the standard deduction if they're retired. And you can now take a $300 above-the-line deduction for charitable cash donations made in 2020. And unfortunately, in 2020, it was only $300 even if you're married. So it doesn't matter if you're single or you're married. I think they fixed that this year for $600, but I have to go back and check on that. Now, if you received a stimulus check, uh, your stimulus check was a fast forward of a tax credit. So you have to make sure your tax preparer knows the amount you receive to ensure you get the full credit you're eligible for if your 2020 income allows for additional amount. So they, they base your stimulus check on your 2019 income. And if your 2020 income was really low and you actually deserve more than that, you'll get it as a tax credit. And so just be aware of that. That's going to mostly affect people that had a job change, a layoff, retired in 2020 versus... And so they had a much lower income in 2020 versus 2019. Uh, so be on the lookout for Form 1099-NEC. That form's going to replace the 1099 miscellaneous for non-employee compensation earned. Um, 1099 miscellaneous will still be used to report rental income, royalties, and other income. Uh, we, you're, you should have your W-2s and your first round of 1099s. Those are supposed to be issued by January 31st. Get those to your tax preparer right away. And again, let your tax preparer know about any IRA contributions or Roth conversions. Especially if you're doing this backdoor Roth IRA, you've got to let your 
tax preparer know that you made a non-deductible IRA contribution, so they file a Form 8606. Otherwise, you could cause yourself some problems. All right, so tax returns due April 15th. March 15th, S-Corp and partnership is the filing deadline. September 15th, S-Corporation and partnership extension deadline. So CPAs get really busy in April, September, and October. And then they go on vacation for a month. (laughs) So get the stuff done by then. Uh, September 15th is the cutoff for your S-Corp and uh, partnerships. So keep that in mind if you have that, uh, you know, you're self-employed especially. So any other tax questions, shoot me an email. Just go to chad at chadburton.com or just go to chadburton.com. You can submit your email questions there. And any of these flowcharts that you might need, there's a great one too that I was going to, that I could send you that is a 2021 pay stub review. So I really want people to understand what their, their pay stub is, especially if you're either owing a bunch of money at the end of each year or you're getting a large refund. A large refund is a waste of time. That means you're withholding too much out of your paycheck and you're basically giving the government a tax-free loan. And so I just don't get that. People got to get excited about it. And maybe it's almost like a forced savings plan and then they go blow the money on a snowmobile or something like that. I don't know. That's No, that's me. Never mind. Um, so this flowchart that I have, big on flowcharts today. Shoot me an email on these things, chadchadburton.com. It helps you go through and, and review your pay stub. Makes you aware of the different things that you're paying for for benefits, either pre-tax or post-tax. It helps you review where you're at in terms of withholding. And a lot of people don't know that you could claim a certain amount, but if you want a specific amount withheld, like a little bit more so you don't owe at the end of each year and you can avoid quarterly payments, sometimes it's a little bit more beneficial because those quarterly payments are sure annoying, especially if you're traveling or something else. So review your amount, your paychecks, understand what you're paying in FICA, understand what you're paying for your health benefits, understand what you're making in terms of extra benefits that increases your compensation, especially if you're sitting there thinking, okay, you know what? I'm working for somebody else. I'm going to go be self-employed instead because I think I can do it better. By knowing what's on your pay stub, you'll realize how much you have to make to break even as a self-employed individual. And a lot of times it's about 120 to 130% after your benefits. So you need to understand what those benefits are and what your employer is truly paying you. Talking a lot today about taxes and backdoor Roth IRAs and things like that. So if you missed it, there's a flow chart that I can email you. Just email me, chat at chadburton.com. This one's from Joel. He was listening. Heard your explanation today on 1220 AM radio on the backdoor IRA and would like the flow chart. So I'll send that to him. Uh, so he's got a wife... Four kids, Castro Valley. I didn't think he was eligible to fund a, a self-directed IRA at all. So based on your modified adjusted gross income, you can either get a non-deductible IRA to, to a Roth, which is called the backdoor, just going to be tax-free conversion as long as you don't have any other IRAs, Joel. If you do, you might be able to roll your IRAs into your plans at work to kind of get them hidden before you do the conversion. So we'll send you the flow chart out. If you need it, let me know. I'll probably have to spend a little bit more time on this next topic on um, another show. But I was reading an article yesterday that donor-advised funds giving set new records last year. So people that have a donor-advised fund doled out more money last year at a record high, which is so good for charities because 
the way that the tax structure worked, it kind of was a little tough on charities. And again, if you're over 70 and a half, typically the best way to give money to charity is right out of your IRA. You can give up to $100,000 a year from your IRA with a qualified charitable rollover. And you can either do it by a form or a checkbook and report it correctly to your CPA. And it creates an event where you can take money that's never been taxed, give it to charity, they won't pay taxes on it, and you won't pay taxes on it. Charity wins, you win, government does not. So that's good. Donor advice funds became really popular last year because there's a lot of clients that we had that had large assets, low cost basis stock and things like that, but they were taking the standard deduction. And so all of a sudden their gifts to charity were no longer benefiting them tax-wise. So what we did is since they were on the standard deduction, we would do five to 10 years worth of planned gifts. We would take low cost basis stock like Apple and Microsoft. We'd move it over into a donor advised fund, a TD Ameritrade or Schwab. And they would get a tax deduction because it was such a large gift. They would actually put them into itemizing their deductions. So the deduction, the, the gift was actually finally helping their taxes. And then they can, instead of giving it all away at once, they're still going to dole it out to their favorite churches or charities on an annual basis. So it creates a fund. And, 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 and while the fund's not being given to charity, it can be invested in ETFs, mutual funds, stocks, whatever. Once they gift the low-cost basis, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla in there, whatever it may be, you can turn around and sell those stocks. Even though you're not giving it to charity right away, you can sell those stocks without any capital gains and invest it in a more diversified, balanced portfolio and then just dole it out to charity however you want. Whatever's left into the fund after they pass away, they can assign their kids to be in charge of determining which charities they get that get the money. There's a couple of other ways to use donor advised funds now that we've seen people do. So if you have a large estate and part of your large estate is an IRA, a very large IRA or 401k, if you're in a taxable estate situation, which currently is if you're over a little over 11 and a half million, but Biden wants to cut that in half. So really it's, it's over five and a half million. Anything over that could be subject to estate taxes. That could be around 40%. And then IRAs are now subject to income taxes. Even your heirs now, this IRA stretch is gone. Your heirs would have to pay taxes on your IRAs within 10 years. So those IRAs could kind of have a double tax situation. So what some people are doing is leaving their IRAs to their donor advised fund, or in some cases, a family foundation. And they're using the required minimum distributions out of the IRA to either gift or to send that money to a irrevocable life insurance trust that buys life insurance on them for the amount that the charity is going to get. That way that charity gets the IRA without paying taxes. And then the kids get an equivalent amount of life insurance, tax-free benefits that come out of the irrevocable life insurance trust equal to the amount that they would have got the IRA. But the difference is, is that nobody pays taxes. The kids don't pay taxes on the life insurance. The IRA, the, the donor advised fund or foundation doesn't pay taxes on when the IRA gets sent over there. And then the kids are responsible for figuring out which charities get the money after mom and dad are gone. And so it's a good way to create that charitable legacy and get the family involved. You can do the same thing. And there's, there's certain things called a charitable lead trust that you can do that with as well. You can kind of set up a situation where 
kids get income after you pass, but charities get the, the lump sum of your IRAs. And then there's this uh, charitable remainder unit trusts are going to become real popular because right now we have this really unknown estate tax situation. Like right now, a lot of people are saying, I should be gifting away. A lot of wealthy people are saying, I should be gifting to my kids and grandkids right now. But there's this risk that Biden create, create a tax situation that goes retroactive to the first part of the year. And those gifts could all of a sudden create a gift tax consequence. So it's a really weird time for estate planning right now. So one situation that always ruins is a charitable remainder unit trust where you can take a large piece of property that you know you want to get rid of, whether it's real estate or a bunch of really low cost basis stock that you're trying to create some income from. You gift it into a charitable remainder unit trust, you get a bit tax deduction, you can sell immediately without paying capital gains and diversify. You take 5% out a year, whatever's left to go over just goes to charity. And then you use that irrevocable life insurance trust idea to, to make it up for your kids tax-free. And that's going to be a scenario that if you're charitably inclined and you're willing to do the work, it doesn't simplify your life at all because you got to file an extra tax return and deal with some stuff. But if your goal is to maximize inheritance, minimize estate tax, and benefit a charity, if those are three things on your checklist, then a charitable remainder unit trust could be pretty powerful. So the next podcast kind of explain in more detail how it's been used. Thanks for listening. Please tell a friend about the show. Go to chadburton.com. You can reach out for an appointment. You can find all the downloadables, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the podcast options. It's just chadburton.com. Thanks for listening. Please tell a friend about the show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.